Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, what's up, New Orleans? Happy Monday to y'all. What's up across the Gulf South and across the world at WWL.com and the Radio.com app? Welcome into the show, and wow, what an eventful weekend we had in the sports world here in Louisiana and otherwise. The East Bank All-Stars, River Ridge, and really representing New Orleans and the entire state of Louisiana, they won a Little League World Championship yesterday. Not a, not a national championship or state championship or North American championship, a world championship. Yeah, world champions right here in New Orleans. We'll get to that. We'll talk a lot about it, plus some messages on Twitter that I asked for at Seth Dunlap. What would you like to tell the boys from River Ridge? How would you like to congratulate them? We'll get to some of those heartfelt messages in just a little bit. Now, that happened on Sunday. The day before that, we had some of the most shocking NFL news that I have ever encountered during my lifetime. It, it ranks right up there. And I was texting back and forth. I was texting back and forth with Nick Underhill, actually. He used to work down here for uh, the Times Picayune, now works for the Athletic Cup in Boston. We were just talking, you know, Andrew Luck and the fallout from that. And I was telling him, I don't, I didn't think that I would ever be as shocked as I was with NFL football or football in general as I, as I was after the no call sitting up there in the Superdome right next to Mike Tillier and Bobby Bear, Well, they didn't call that pass interference, and you, were, you just had a, a stunned sense of emptiness inside of you. Well, that same stunned sense of emptiness, I'm sure, is still inside of everybody up in Indianapolis as Andrew Luck announced his retirement at the age of 29. Adam Schefter broke the news. Andrew Luck, it was reported, was going to announce that either the next day or the coming week, but because Shefty reported it, and you, you cannot blame Adam Schefter for doing his job. I saw that floating around there. That's just a bunch of bogus nonsense. He's supposed to report that. He's supposed to do his job. But because of that, the Colts were playing a game. Andrew Luck was on the sideline, and then right after that game's over with, he's getting booed coming off the field. Then he has to go into a post-game press conference and announce his retirement. We'll get into that. We're also going to go up to Indianapolis to Kevin Bowen, who covers the Colts, and we'll get a perspective up there. Plus a double dip inside NFL training camp. We'll go to Michael Hurley. We'll also go to Craig Hoffman. Respectively, they cover the Patriots in Washington in the NFL as we continue our trek to all 31 other NFL franchises. Bottom of the hour, we talk some Saints with Andrew Doak of WWL-TV Channel 4. Yeah, the, the roster battle's looking a little more clear at most positions, maybe not all of them. And if you paid attention to my Twitter account over the weekend, you should have, because I put out a smorgasbord of Saints polls for everybody. I got great reaction and some surprising results from those. 
We're going to go over those today and probably a little more in-depth tomorrow, to be honest. We'll try to touch on them today, but because there's so much news with the East Bank All-Stars and Andrew Luck and then Sheldon Rankins, yes, coming back to practice off the pup list. Got to get to all that. We'll continue to get to those, again, kind of not not shocking, but a little bit surprising and certainly eye-opening results from Saints fandom, all who that nation out there and what they think is going to happen with the Saints team this year. So that's our show set for you today. I'm Seth Dunlap again. The phone lines are always open for you the first half hour of the show, 504-260-1870. And our text line is 870-870. But the big news here over the weekend, and frankly, this is going to be the storyline of 2019. It might be one of the storylines in this state sports-wise of this decade, of this century that the East Bank All-Stars, River Ridge, Louisiana, they defeat Curacao in the Little League World Series championship, 8-0, and they bring home the state's first Little League World Series title. It was an incredible run. They lost their opening game of the tournament to Hawaii and then won six games in eight days and six straight games during that time span to become the first team to win the Little League World Series after dropping its opening game since the tournament expanded in 2001. So history a couple of ways for this team from just outside of New Orleans or the suburbs of New Orleans. It was an iconic moment. And as I was watching this team towards the end of its championship run, really beginning, I think, oh, we watched them last Monday, and then we watched them Wednesday, we watched them Friday, and Steve Court and I, or maybe it was Thursday, and then Steve Court and I were watching them on Saturday before the game as they kind of opened it up against Hawaii late. You just had to step back and understand what we were all watching because it's so hard, and especially for me, when I have to be consumed by sports and a lot of the Oh, how to put it kindly. The the dirty underside of sports that we cover, the contracts in football, the egos, the cuts, the business, the money in college sports now, and all the corruption there. We talk about a lot of the bad stuff when it comes to sports almost every day on this program, on Sports Talk Radio, on television, on social media. It's so refreshing when we get to take that step back and watch sports in its purest form. When kids are going out there playing Little League Baseball for sport. For, sport for sport's sake. For the love of the game. And they captured my heart. And I think they captured most of the hearts of everybody else out there. When you talk about a moment that this city will remember for decades, and I'm talking 40, 50, 80 years from now, this is going to be one of those moments. This is going to be one of those moments that in 2069, be a great year, right? We're going to be talking about the 50th anniversary of this. A lot of those kids are going to be coming back and probably on you know radio shows or television shows or whatever kind of media we have then and recapping this run. It's that special. It's that special. They captured my heart. They captured a lot of your hearts, too. And the numbers back up how they captured our hearts. Just released earlier today, New Orleans, I guess no surprise here, 
the number one rated television market in the country for the broadcast of the title game, a 13-6 rating, 22.7 share locally. If you're not familiar with uh, ratings and shares, that just means shares are shares, uh, amount of the percentage of TVs that are turned on that are watching the game. So 22.7 of TVs that were actually on then in uh, the New Orleans metro area were tuned to that Little League World Series championship game. And that that is right on par with a lot of NFL broadcasts. Pretty good stuff. Non-Saints NFL broadcasts, I should mention there. Now, when I come back, I asked on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap, and there's still time to respond here, there, or on our text line, 870-870, or you can give me a call at 504-260-1870. If you have a message, if you want to congratulate these kids, the coaching staff, the parents, the support crews, the trainers, everybody involved with this championship for those East Bank All-Stars. I had you send those to me on Twitter, and we're going to let you do that on air, phone line, text line next. We'll read some of those. Again, New Orleans, your Little League World Series champions. And, yes, we're giving at least the first 20 minutes of the show or so dedicated to that. It deserves it. probably deserves it a lot more than that. I'm being honest. Just getting started tonight. We'll talk a lot of Saints. Yes, Sheldon Rankins is back at practice off the pup list. One less roster spot, but good news for the Saints otherwise. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass. We're just getting started on WWL. Glory days are right now for the East Bank All-Stars, your Little League World Series champs. We're talking about it. We'll get to some of your texts and your phone calls in just a little bit. You heard the numbers there. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to tell those kids, the coaching staff, parents, everybody, congratulations. What do you want to tell them? Give us a call. Shoot us a text, and we'll pass along the message. Here's one on the text line from the 812. Congrats, East Bank All-Stars. Now graduate high school and graduate college before you play professional ball. That's, that's probably a pretty good uh, advice there here's a text from the 601 i want to congratulate my nephew alton and the entire east bank all-star team for doing such a wonderful job and representing our great state of louisiana yeah no doubt about it another text from the 504 i think that winning the little league world series is a bigger accomplishment than the saints winning a super bowl i'm a huge who dat you know it's interesting you bring that up one of the things that i was going to argue is just that that this is a more remarkable accomplishment than a professional sports championship. And for me, it comes down to numbers. It's a simple numbers game. One of 32 NFL franchises wins a championship every year. One of about 7,700 Little League teams across the world wins a world championship. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, about 7,700 uh, give or take a little bit, Little League teams involved in these tournaments that stretch back for months, and the one in our back door, in our backyard next door, they're the guys and team that comes home with the championship trophy. Pretty darn special. Here's some messages to the, that team and everybody on it coming in on Twitter. Again, at Seth Dunlap, if you want to shoot me that text. Text uh, tweet rather from Sherry Holiday at Sherry Love. Congratulations, kid! Great job. We're very proud of you. Here's one from Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Detail at Jimmy Detail on Twitter. Friend of uh, the show and also is on Christian's program a lot during Tiger Tailgate Saturdays. That'll actually start this Saturday. The message from Jimmy: Very few can ever call themselves a world champion. Even fewer can say they were the first to ever do something. Young gentlemen, you're world champs and the first from Louisiana to ever do it. You will never be forgotten or replaced. 
Legends live forever. Good message there from Jimmy. Here's a message from at New Orleans Lady. Nola Boss Lady on Twitter. East Bank is the best bank. Congratulations, guys. You make all of us proud. Great job representing NOLA, Louisiana. Hashtag USA. Strong emoji. Hashtag who dat. Like that one, boss lady. Here's a message from, I think I know this guy, Christian Garrick on Twitter. At Christian Garrick. Just would tell them how proud I am of how they represented our state slash region. They looked like they were having a ball. Thanks for bringing joy to our hearts, watching and living through them. We all remember what it's like to be a kid. So poised and composed in all caps, studs, exclamation point. Here's a message from Kevin Allman of The Gambit on Twitter. Uh, I like this one, Kevin. You can't go wrong with locally brewed craft beer kids, but you might be a little young for an IPA. <laughs> like, yeah, a little young, maybe in about 10 years or so, about another decade, Kevin, and they can get on the uh, burgeoning craft brewery, craft beer scene here locally, which it really is. And that's a topic of conversation for another day, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, the burgeoning uh, and kind of newly infused craft beer market here locally. Let's go to the phone lines at 504-260-1870. If you want to share a message to those kids, yeah, new world championship. Again, it, and I'm not trying to overplay this and say it too much, but I think it deserves to be said. Not a state championship or national championship or North American championship. This is a world championship. <laughs> world championship. It's incredible. How about Tom and Kenner? Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Sam. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm so, so happy for these guys in the East Bank, man. And I uh, just want to congratulate them. They deserve everything that they've gotten. And I just want to make sure that uh, if you're from here, everybody says the West Bank is the best bank. <laughs> so the East Bank is the world champ. Thank you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, Tom. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. And I will say, uh, their coach, Coach Frazier, did say, didn't just represent the East Bank of River Ridge, represents all of Louisiana. That's straight from uh, Coach Frazier. Says East Bank, West Bank, suburbs, city, Jefferson Parish, Orleans Parish, really the entire state of Louisiana. So those kids kind of represented us all, no matter what side of the river you lived on there. Yeah, really special stuff. I'm not sure that everybody realizes yet, and when I say everybody, not the real in-tune sports fans, probably a lot of you listening to the show, but maybe the casual or non-sports fans, I don't know that they all realize how monumental this is, winning the Little League World Series. I mean, this tournament spanned months. It's basically the World Cup for 10 to 12-year-olds. You know, you go through these knockout tournaments locally and then in your region, you know, the state and in the region. And then it's on to the big scene at Williamsport. It's kind of a little bit like the World Cup that's smashed all into a few months' time period every year. And the team from our backyard becoming world champion is going to be talked about for decades, no doubt about it. Here's some advice coming from at Neil underscore engine on Twitter. Live in the moment. Yeah, live in the moment. And I think most of those kids are doing that. 504-260-1870. Text line 870-870. Question from the 504. All those kids from River Ridge. Congrats, fellas. Uh, no, they're not all from River Ridge. They draw from, kind of like I said, uh, all around New Orleans, uh, from what I understand. Text from the 504. Hell yeah, these kids are awesome. Remember, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my message. I, I really, in 50 years from now, we're going to be remembering this team with a 50-year celebration. I have no, no doubt about it. None. 
Text from the 850, loving our world champs over here in Florida. Text from the 504, grew up in River Ridge. We're now on the map nationwide. Cannot wait for the championship parade down Jeff Highway. Congrats, guys, coaches, and parents. Here's a text from the 504. When Jack Nicholas won the 1986 Masters, the world was in awe, and many of us wept with joy of the accomplishment. The boy from, boys from River Ridge had the whole city of New Orleans weeping and the sports nation around the country cheering. Awesome, guys. Congratulations. Lots of messages of congratulations, support, little advice coming in on our text line, on our Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. You can hit me up there. We will get to some shocking news in not the, the great way in the 9 o'clock hour. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, Andrew Luck retired unexpectedly on Saturday. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, an MVP candidate, actually one of the MVP favorites in Las Vegas before that announcement. Decides to hang it up because of another injury that he uh, just paraphrasing when we're going to play a lot of luck sound you can hear straight from him on this just paraphrasing him though he just did not want to go through another really trying rehab said it sucked the joy out of the game for him and he wanted to live his life a different way and i have zero problem with that our blue runner gumbo opinion poll piggybacking on that was andrew luck's retirement the most shocking in nfl history i think i might know one that might be as shocking, although I wasn't around for it. But you tell us. That's our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com or the Radio.com app. Let's go to Joey on the phone line. Joey from Pearl River. What's up, Joey? Hey, Seth. Thanks for taking my call, man. You bet. Yeah, boy, congratulations, Jed, to those little guys. I mean, man, you talk about Stoke. Everybody up here is just, you know, it's a buzz. And and to hear, you know, even the commentators and stuff on, on SportsCenter, no interviews or anything, just them talking about it and, you know, talking about the Grand Slam and, oh, man, I mean, it's just been awesome, really awesome. Yeah, yeah, but, it, it oh has. It has for the – I mean, it, it's just it, it captivated us all, Joey. I mean, I don't – I'm using a lot of, you know, euphemisms here, I suppose, but it, they're, they're worth it. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, another thing um, I was trying to compare it to, I guess, would be like – Maybe AAU ball, you know, where uh, it's 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 big. Yeah, well, you know, it's bigger. Were, it's 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 even bigger than AAU. I mean, this is worldwide. This is you know, Little League World Series, which is sanctioned in all these countries around the world. Like I said last segment, Joey, about seventy seven hundred, seven thousand seven hundred, give or take a few yeah. teams that competed in this. It's incredible. Wow. Well, I guess. Maybe JC was up all Sunday night writing out uh, Buku scholarships for the uh, upcoming baseball team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said I said Paul Maneri better be paying attention to some of these guys over at LSU, huh? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And if not, I'm sure uh, Christian will keep him plugged in. <laughs> yes, Christian definitely will. If Paul Maneri did not know about these kids, Christian let him know about these kids, no doubt. Uh, oh yeah. With neon and neon, you hear? <laughs> yeah, with neon and probably multiple tweets and texts. Joey, really appreciate the call. Some of these guys that you're referencing set some records. Reese Roussel, one of the kids, set a hits record at the Little League World Series. He actually did that in the semifinal. It was the United States Championship game on Saturday. Added a hit on Sunday, so he broke his own record. He finished with 17 hits. That's a record for that tournament. The previous mark was 14. And when I'm talking about 17 hits, that's at Williamsport during the actual World Series, not all the tournaments um, 
from top to bottom. A quote from uh, Scott Frazier, their coach, quote, I can't process it. This tournament started with approximately 7,700 teams. Hey, there he is again, um, saying what I said. And we have, and we are, pardon me, and we are with the best out of everybody. It's just surreal from Coach Frazier. Good stuff. Congrats to the East Bank All-Stars, all those parents who sacrificed so many hours coaching staff and those kids will remember for you for a very long time now when we talked about the great end of summer and fall we're going to have sports wise here in louisiana we talked about that a lot over the last couple of weeks on the show didn't really think it would include the little league world series team from new orleans just outside of it in river ridge but yeah again congratulations to them been talking about it first half hour of the program thanks for all the messages all the calls that we got we'll get to some more of those as we go along you can also tweet at me, at Seth Dunlap. Another team that's captivated us very long time, obviously, is the Saints. And surprising news this afternoon as we found out Sheldon Rankins was activated off the PUP list. That's the physically unable to perform list. Most of us, including myself, thought that, well, he'd remain on that until week six. He'd come off, he'd get some practice time, then he'd return in week eight. This tells us that he is ahead of schedule, and he did practice today. This is great news for that defense that gets a big boost on the interior of that defensive line. Let's talk about that and a lot more. We'll bring on in Andrew Doak of WWL-TV Channel 4, and he's on Twitter at AndrewDoak underscore WWL. Andrew, what's going on, bud? What's up, Seth? Yeah, first of all, uh, I, I want to give a shout-out, too, to the East Bank Little League. Man, I was watching this whole time, and to be able to lose that first game and be able to come back and win it all, man, how about that? That was awesome. Oh, it was so cool, and I was so captivated watching them, Andrew. And you know, it just—I don't know—I don't know if you played little league or not, but I did you or uh, did you not play baseball? I know you you played uh, some basketball. No, I, football, I right? played baseball growing up. I, I didn't play little league, but we we called it like <clears throat> we played uh, pony, and then okay. so yeah. it was like pony, uh, Mustang, Bronco. And then up into high school, I didn't play high school baseball, but that, I, I played it growing up. But sure. it wasn't technically the little league that that we see today. It, it brought back some memories for you, like it did me, where it was just like, oh man, I remember when sports yeah. used to be this. You know, that's when I was that young. That's you know, yeah. that's why I wanted to get into you know doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, except when I was like 12 years old, I I couldn't throw a curveball like that. So, uh, <laughs> but and I and I wasn't walking away with like 17 hits like Reese Roussel, but. That was pretty cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And, again, congrats to those East Bank All-Stars. They'll be, from my understanding, up here in studio with Christian Garrick tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Oh, Yeah, the big news, Andrew, out at Saints Camp, like we said, Sheldon Rankin's returning. I mean, it's not a shock on the scale of Andrew Luck retiring, but pretty darn shocking nevertheless. Yeah, no question. We were getting ready uh, for our, our five and six o'clock shows, and I you know, saw that come across Twitter. And, of course, our shows got knocked out because of all the uh, – all the flooding here in New Orleans, but that's a that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, as far as Sheldon Rankins coming back, it, it you know it's not only one of your best players defensively, but we had heard Sean Payton mention at, like, I think it was about a month ago in camp that he was ahead of schedule with his rehab. And usually, when you see guys coming off an Achilles tear, it's usually about eight to ten months. And I know Alex Okafor even last year kind of defied those odds and came back in eight months, but this is seven months for Sheldon Rankins to, to come back. Um, and, you know, Peyton didn't specify whether or not he's going to be able to be ready for week one, uh, but he did say that they were hopeful that he's obviously going to be able to play sometime before week six, or I don't think that you would make this move to be able to have him on the roster. Um, but hopefully they, you know, and I, I assume that they will, but, you know, kind of work him back in uh, in a way that, 
makes him feel comfortable and doesn't rush his body because they're going to need him for the long haul uh, near the end of the season. But um, yeah, I think if you're a Saints fan, you feel a lot better about that defensive line being able to, to feel like he's pretty close to getting back. And the pass rush consistency during the preseason, yes, without Cam Jordan for the most of it, or most of your first teamers, including Sheldon Rankins for most of that preseason, was a little bit of an eyesore, Andrew, and something that I know a lot of fans here every night on my show have been asking, oh boy, we're we really going to have to be worried about this come the season? This will help that. Sure, and I know you're still still wanting to see a little bit more from Marcus Davenport, as am I, um, so that, that certainly helps. But I, you know, I think just the defense as a whole, you know, the past two games compared to the the preseason opener against the Minnesota Vikings where they got gashed. I mean, they put, you know, back-to-back solid, uh, you know, first halves when you saw the first team, most of the first team on the field uh, in back-to-back games. And so, you know, that, that's something that I think you kind of can hang your hat on. And you look back to your know, last game against the New York Jets, I believe the first four drives, it was fumble, punt, punt, punt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, and obviously the, the fumble came with uh, the strip by Lattimore. So, that the defense is in a really good position, and I think they have that ability to be able to go from good to great this upcoming season. And uh, you know, certainly having Rankins does not hurt. Yeah, if we're still looking for some stuff from Marcus Davenport, a guy who is showing us more than we ever thought we would see is is Trey Hendrickson. And a couple of people inside that organization told me, I think one of the quotes I got, um, kind of unattributed, uh, I told him, hey, you know, this will be anonymous kind of stuff, uh, was uh, it were, quotes legitimately looking at uh, starting Trey Hendrickson, something to that effect there. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me, Andrew, with how he's played in the preseason, right? I mean, the, the, the dude's just been a monster. To start him, I think it would surprise me a little bit, just because, well, I mean, the optics of that, what does that say about Marcus Davenport if you're not starting him and you gave up two first-round picks to go get this guy? Um, he would really, in my opinion, have to be like head and shoulders above how Marcus Davenport is playing. And I think he's shown some good flashes um, against the Chargers and, and last week against the Jets. Um, you know, he's a hard-nosed player who's not afraid to stick his nose in there. Um, and, you know, he seems like he's a relentless worker. He doesn't say much. I mean, anytime that we try to interview him, he – it's like you're pulling teeth trying to get any type of quote um, out of him. But, you know, maybe he's just that type of guy who, you know, is, uh, you know, talk, talk just a, a small game and walk with a big <laughs> stick. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he's able to turn it in into a, a um, consistent amount of uh, snaps during the season once, uh, once they're playing first teamers, you know, playing and play out. But uh, I, I think I would disagree with you just a little bit from that standpoint. Yeah, you think it'd be surprising. And uh, we're talking to Andrew Doak of WWL TV Channel 4. And it's weird because over the weekend, I kind of went from, we were talking about this on Twitter uh, a lot, going back and forth, and uh, not you and me, just some other people. And I kind of went from Marcus Davenport, I'm going to say realist, not pessimist, but just realist here, to Marcus Davenport defender because, it, you know, if, if Trey Hendrickson's starting with that base defense, I don't think this is a, a massive indictment on Marcus Davenport. I mean, he's still going to be right a, a big factor, especially in pass rush situations, probably play about 50% of the snaps or so. So, I don't know, just throw the best guys out there. It seems like Trey Hendrickson is one of those best guys. You don't think that would be an indictment? Uh, indictment? Well, <sighs> Maybe an indictment of his development process, but I don't think it's you know a career ender or anything would, like that. You know, no, no, not a career ender. But I do think that if, as a Saints fan, just given what they, you know, the move that they made to go get him, I, I that that would, I don't know, that wouldn't look good. I think because well, you and I and everybody else in the media, we'd be talking and writing thousands of words about it. But I suppose you yeah. know if you're if you're the coaching staff here, your coach Peyton that. 
if you think that Trey Hendrickson gives you the best chance to win football games, I just the more I talk to people, Andrew, the more I feel like not that I am predicting it's going to happen, but if they feel like that's best, I don't I don't think they'll worry about the backlash to Marcus Davenport there. I don't know. I don't know. Do no, but I, th- I I don't know. I feel like if I feel like if they felt like Trey Hendrickson was better though, that they would have to look into like trading Marcus Davenport this season. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, can you I imagine that? Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> we'd be, we'd, be, we'd be Andrew Luck two point down here. What in the world? What world happened? Those, that, those would be two in three thousand word articles, <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least. Uh, offensively, but hey, I, I will I will say look, I will say though that when it comes to Trey, like if given his progression this season, it does make you feel good to have another guy back there that you can, you know, spell with Davenport. I, I, I will say that. Yeah, I'm looking at the poll that I posted to uh, the Saints fan, and I, I think about what, yeah, I'm looking at right now, 55 to 45, which players should start in their base defense? And I guess, I don't know, maybe a lot of the Saints fandoms kind of coming around to, hey, maybe Davenport's not such a sure thing. Uh, other side of the football, though, Andrew, as we get away from uh, all that talk is – well, the offense, that first-team offense, how beautiful was that? They looked like they didn't miss a beat from last year. No, they didn't at all. And Ricardo kind of used a little trio that I, I was a fan of just growing up being a, a Cowboys fan as a kid. You know, they kind of that combo of Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara kind of reminds you a little bit of Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmitt Smith. I mean, I think they're just that, you know, they haven't reached that level yet, but they have that at least Thomas and Kamara, but, you know, they have that ability to be that type of explosive trio and what they got down the field in eight plays on that drive. Uh, Michael Thomas, as he usually is, is, is just a matchup nightmare for any DB that's covering him. And then Alvin Kamara ran a little wheel route, I think out of the backfield. And, and he, look, he's just going to beat linebackers when he matches up with them a hundred out of a hundred times. Every Deont- time. They, they, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You can, yeah, I was just going to ask if Deontay Harris kind of uh, – I know he's not part of the offense, but I'm just going to ask, kind of close it out here, Andrew, if he's the breakout star of this camp now. I think he's made the 53-man roster. With that 78-yard punt return, I think that I think that solidified his role. But I thought the interesting thing near the end of the game was that they wanted to run him a little bit more at receiver. They, they want to see his versatility within this offense um, or, or just as a player on this 53-man roster. And I think if he's especially able to do, you know – some stuff within the slot, then I think that adds an element to his game that makes him, you know, a surefire guy on the 53 man roster. But if you were asking me today, is, is he on it? I would say, yeah, no doubt. And he shored up one of those positions that was kind of a, uh, one of pretty big need. I mean, they were so good in every facet last year, except the return game return last year. Yeah. you. No, and me I, would, both. I held my breath. I mean, it was like, I felt like every player that they put back there was going to muff it. So, I mean, I, that uh, that's why he's giving you, Sure, he had he had a uh, a fumble that he recovered himself this past game. So, you know, and there was another punt I think back to the Chargers game that he did not field it. That was one that Sean Payton said after the game. You know, he was really upset about and that bugged him. But I think he's shown you enough flashes, not only in, in the punt return game but in the kick return game too, to say, man, this guy. I don't I don't know if it's just his elusiveness, if it's his size that probably plays into it. But I remember chatting to some uh, chatting with someone. Uh, I think it was Justin Hardy. Uh, after practice one day, and I was like, does his size make it difficult when he gets behind blockers to be able to to see where he's going? And he kind of laughed and said, yeah. And uh, You know, not only does he have a unique skill set, the way he can cut and move, uh, but I think his size also plays a role too. It's almost, uh, I mean, he kind of looks like Tommy Lee Lewis in a lot of, in a lot of ways. 
but I think he kind of has that shiftiness almost of somebody like Darren Sproles too. So um, not not saying in any stretch that he's Darren Sproles, but I think he has some of those abilities. No, it just looks like him. In fact, Mike Dettelier, Andrew, said the same thing, kind of looks like Darren Sproles. And isn't it interesting, we always, every camp without fail, there is somebody like this that surprises <laughs> the heck out of us during camp that we never saw coming. I mean, I talked to everybody in the media, who's going to be the breakout star, who's going to be the breakout star, who's, and not one of those people before camp said Deontay Harris, man. No, and he was kind of one of those camp darlings, if you will, but like, you know, it would probably be between him, Rummel, Cyril Grayson, and then also like Emmanuel Butler. And Emmanuel Butler was the one who was getting like massive hype going into the preseason, and he's not able to play in the first game. And then, you know, we know what happened against the Chargers. He has a ball go off his face mask. I, you know, he's never really done it in a, in a live game where, you know, he's taking your breath away like he has in camp. But, you know, Deontay Harris kind of was – that sleeper guy that we knew coming out of Assumption College was, you know, a guy who had 14 uh, punt return and kickoff return uh, combined touchdowns. I mean, that's more than anybody at the NCAA level. So he's obviously one of the you know best kick uh, kick returners and punt returners in NCAA history. Um, but doing it at this level is different than Assumption College, which was a D2 level. You know, like going out there and being able to prove it against against guys who, you know, have been starters um, in this league is, man, it speaks volume. Uh, it's been impressive to watch. I, you know, he's been, out of all the camp darlings, in my opinion, he's been the guy who what, didn't really come in with any hype and wasn't really given much hype because we were giving, giving Marcus Sherrill the punt return job, and this dude has gone out and snatched it and maybe even kicked Marcus Sherrill out the door potentially. Yeah, something special. I guess maybe that's the theme of the show today. Andrew Doak. Sports anchor for WWL TV Channel 4. He's on Twitter, at Andrew Doak underscore WWL. Andrew, thanks for the time tonight, man. I always enjoy it. Thanks, I Appreciate it, bro. All right, you too. All right, we'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Andrew Doak and, yes, Saints, one final preseason game on Thursday against the Miami Dolphins. Mostly it'll be the, the backups. A lot of guys probably won't be on this roster, but still one more tune-up before the regular season begins in a couple of Mondays from now. Saints at home against the Houston Texans. Phone lines are open for you. Hit me up, 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. You can also text me at 870-870. You want to talk Saints? You want to give a shout-out and congratulations to the East Bank All-Stars Little League World Series Championship team? You can do that. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass tonight. Feeling better, Logan, today? Last week? Yeah, give me that nod. It's good to hear. The last lap rolls on here on WWL. Text from the 504, Seth. I'm overjoyed for the victory. Talking about the Little League World Series champs. As much as I was thrilled, I did not get choked up like I did for our Super Bowl victory. I still get the chills watching Tracy Porter run back the INT for the win. Let's go to the phone line. Swamp Man in Swamp Land. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man, I just want to give a shout-out to them little swampsters there and just tell them, man, we are so proud of y'all, and we'll never forget this as long as I live anyway. And uh, just want to give them a shout-out, and I just wanted to ask you if uh, you know when the replay is going to be because I saw them Saturday, and I never thought that they'd play that fast Sunday. <laughs> and I, then I missed the game Sunday, and I seen it was 8 nothing. It was like, whoa, hold up, I missed it. I, You know, I don't know. I know it aired on WGNO-TV, Swamp Man, and they might have the rights to rebroadcast that locally, but ESPN and the national networks also control the rights to that. So uh, that is way above my pay grade. But you're right, I'd love to watch that again. 
or get some kind of you know commemorative oh, commemorative uh, you know uh, DVD of it because you're right. This is this is something that I opened the show talking Swamp Man and everybody saying 50 years we're going to be 50, 60, 70 years we're going to be talking about this. It was that special, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget it. You know, I'm out there in the swamp catching snakes, lizards, turtles, frogs, and I can tell you this is I think about that more than what I think about I'm doing. And what I'm doing, you need to think. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, pay attention to those yeah. snakes and uh, everything you're picking yeah, up there, yeah, Swamp yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Appreciate you listening a lot of tonight. Good stuff out here. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. All right, thanks for listening, Swamp Man and Swampland. Big congratulations there. Let's go to Mitch and Metairie. Mitch, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I- I'm great, man. How about you? Isn't that, isn't that great? We got the little leaguers, the world champions. More than and now, great. And, and now we got we got the Saints. They're going to probably be world champions again. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about it because I feel like I'm going to jinx it if I do. But yeah. I, I I know. But twenty, you know, twenty twenty thirteen. You know, you know. What What about twenty thirteen? Well, I'm just I'm just saying that we're we're gonna we're gonna come back around. Yeah, well, I, we might. And if well, we the Saints. I mean, if you're talking about 2009 and they won that uh, Super Bowl that season, we'll see. They're one of the favorites. I think they're the favorite in the NFC now in Las Vegas, and they're getting healthy. Sheldon Rankins coming back today. That first team offense marched right down the field to score a touchdown on Saturday. Seemed like they were in regular season form, and usually that first team offense in Game Three last few seasons they get two series sometimes three but sean payton said one and done i saw enough (laughs) yes we're good enough i'm taking you out no risk for injury there thanks for the call mitch 504-260-1870 that's the phone number our text line is 870-870 we'll come back with more from you as the last lap continues on wwl i'm not sure this is true or not but i got a lot of questions coming in hey where can we watch that championship game again and i'll just pass this along i feel like it's a public service announcement uh, you can watch the replay on the ESPN app. If you have that, you can get that uh, there. I have so many people asking me on uh, social media, also on our text line right now about that. Yes, the East Bank All-Stars are Little League World Series champions. Pretty darn incredible. Well, LSU fans, if you're ready for Coach O and the Tigers, LSU football kicks off Saturday when they take on Georgia Southern in Death Valley. We're going to have wall-to-wall purple and gold coverage starting at 1 p.m., as Christian Garrick and former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler join you for the Gulf Coast Bacon Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Come out and tailgate with them on the LSU's campus in front of the ticket office on North Stadium Drive. Or you can call in from your tailgate party. They're taking their calls for basically three and a half hours at 4.30. Catch LSU's official pregame show with the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, and color analyst Doug Morrow. Game time, 6.30 Tigers against the Eagles this Saturday. Yes, college football has returned on the campus of LSU, or will return anyways, this Saturday. Make of a day of it with us, 1 p.m. until, well, very late here on Tiger Radio WWL and the Big 870 AM and 105.3 FM. Here's a text from the 205. I just got home from work, so not sure if anyone else suggested this. The Saints should have the Little League team lead the opening games chant. I do not have any info that's privy to that, but that would be pretty cool, right? Having that whole team out there leading the Houdat chant. <laughs> no doubt. That'd be real something special. We'll move on from that a little bit. Of course, if you want to talk that or talk anything with me, you can call me throughout the show. But one of the most shocking moments in NFL history, certainly in my lifetime, Andrew Luck calls it quits unexpectedly. 
shocked the world on Saturday. We'll talk a lot about that and also go up to Indianapolis and talk to Kevin Bowen, who covers the Colts for 107.5 The Fan. Facebook Live right now. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.